Welcome to the podcast on Encountering the Word. It's your moment to encounter the Word of God on a deeper level. Now we have our host Cleophas David who will lead us into that experience. So how do you keep yourself in the spirit during the week? How do you keep yourself motivated when people uh thankless they don't see what you do they don't recognize what you have invested into them so how do you respond to that so so i i saw that and then i said if i am going to respond to this then i'm going to stoop down to the level of that demon that is operating behind this individual so i said devil I reject your invitation in the name of Jesus. I will stay at the mountain top and I will pursue what God has called me to pursue. Amen. So that's what this verse in Mark chapter number 9 verse 2 says and after 6 days Jesus took with him Peter, James and John and led them up into a high mountain after 6 days. okay after 6 days so if you come from monday to saturday is how many days 6 days so after 6 days which means it was the seventh day so there was a seventh day encounter that these three disciples got to have with the lord amen and the lord took them into that higher realm so so for you to battle certain things that you're facing this morning you must learn to climb the mountain you must learn to go into the place where your prayer life must be at a place where it is higher than your problems that are in the valley amen because if you don't have a mountain that you can go to during the week you will wait till sunday morning to get to the mountain amen <laughs> you'll wait till sunday morning to get to the mountain so you need to learn how to battle see i'm giving you something that is going to make you a powerful believer during the week do you want to be a powerful believer yes So you must have a mountain. Don't you somebody say you must have a mountain. You must go to the mountain. Amen. I like your shoes. It's very nice. Build a mountain. Build a mountain of prayer. Because if you start responding to what you are facing during the week If you start reacting everybody say respond react if you start responding and reacting to everything that is going to disturb your week that is going to disturb your life then you're going to start deviating from the plan and assignment that God has for you that week because you must understand you see the devil works in very strange ways he wants to attack your efficiency he wants to attack your productivity he wants to attack your effectiveness in the kingdom 
and you don't see it it can come through any channel it can come through any person it can come through an email it can come through a message it can come through anything so the enemy plans to attack you on all these things just imagine one discouragement comes to you on a monday morning and your entire week you are brooding over that discouragement you have missed everything that you were supposed to do that week for the lord anybody been there before yeah looks like maybe not everyone <laughs> but i want you to know this that that god is asking you to start seeing beyond the problem amen god is god is asking you to start seeing beyond the problem because when the disciples came to jesus and said master master don't you care that we are perishing this boat is shaking the water is coming to the boat did jesus say oh you take two three buckets now come let's clean let let's clean up the boat now uh, get get some uh, you know moppers let's clean up the water inside the house inside the boat did jesus say that what did he do he rose up and he looked at the wind and he rebuked the wind which was responsible for what was happening inside the boat amen so you need to learn how to look at the situation beyond the natural and that's what jesus did very successfully in the 3 years that he walked on this earth he was able to go beyond the natural into the supernatural say beyond the natural into the supernatural amen and we are privileged people to do so do you know that the prophecies that are written in the bible is more accurate than any newspaper in this world hey so you have the privilege of knowing information well in advance and one of these weeks i'll teach to you i will i will teach you the ezekiel 38 39 war you will notice how accurately things are lining up in the nations for that prophecy to fulfill i won't get there right now because i know it's deviating from what we are trying to achieve but i want you to know this that the reason why i'm saying this is that you have the advantage of advanced information you have the advantage of prophetically tapping into things that nobody else can tap into you have the advantage of seeing into the spirit what nobody else is seeing because of who you are as a child of god is anybody listening amen so you must walk in that dimension all the time jesus the three disciples and he went into a higher mountain where they were there by themselves they had no crowds there he he could not bring even his other nine disciples up there he had to take select only three disciples he had to select the ones that could understand the dimension and the encounter they were about to have why did the lord just take the three disciples anybody answer me why did he just take three he should have taken all the 12 but he took only three 
the reason why he took only three is because these three were the ones who were closer to the heart of Jesus. Amen. They were the confidants of Jesus. Say confidant. You know who's a confidant? A confidant is somebody who you can confide in. I can confide in my brother, my problems, my worries, my cares, and he won't judge me for it. Okay? He won't judge me for it. That's a confidant. Have you ever tried to go and, uh, you know, confide in somebody and then they take your information and then they gossip about it around the world? That's not a confidant. You thought that they were confidants, but they took your information, they took your weaknesses, they heard from you, and they built a network around you. That's not a confidant. Yeah? So these three disciples were confidants. If Jesus said, don't tell this to anybody, it wasn't going beyond that. Amen? Do you have confidence in your circle of life? Somebody said this, if you can have two confidence for the rest of your life, you are a successful person. <laughs> because not everybody is gifted with confidence. If you can find one who will not judge you, Oh my God, I think I'm preaching good this morning. <laughs> if you can find one who won't judge you, who won't expose your weakness, who won't expose your worries, your concerns, then I think you've reached that place where you can carry them up into that mountain. But the problem is that the other disciples were like, And the, the, the other disciples and the people around Jesus were like the scaffolding. Everybody says scaffolding. Okay, I'm giving you a difficult word. But if you're into construction, you'll know what is scaffolding. Right? A scaffolding is only put during construction to hold the structure together. Okay? A scaffolding is put only during construction to hold the structure together. So, they are not there permanently. <laughs> they are there to only hold it. Okay, give me more accurate definition of a scaffolding, Mr. Architect. Is this a support? Yes, it's a support system. Sometimes we trust our scaffoldings more than our confidence. Are you getting it now? Because you think the scaffoldings are your best friends. But what happens is the scaffoldings who you think were your best friends can leave when you are going through a tough time. When you're going through a tough season, they suddenly say, oh, oh, looks like this one, I don't want to. The moment Jesus said, I'm going to the cross, I'm going to be defeated, I'm going to be nailed to the cross, they all left and ran. 
till then they were like we are following you we are doing what you called us to do uh, oh they were, but then the moment jesus said i'm going to the cross not one guy stayed except for john peter followed but he also denied right so i'm saying that be careful how you judge between the confidant and the scaffold because not everybody is meant to come in your journey not everybody because if they if they come in your journey then they are going to disappoint you at some point or the other so you have to come to a place where you recognize who is my confidant and who is my scaffold yes so jesus understood that these three were his confidants because he could cry before them and they will not ask him or judge him for what he cried because in the garden of gethsemane there's a three were there in the garden and they saw him cry they saw the son of god cry they saw him weep they saw him mourn they saw him even cry out and say lord take this cup away from me i don't want this they saw him in agony and the beauty is they didn't judge him they slept <laughs> they slept these three slept in the garden jesus trusted them as confidence brought them into the garden and when he saw them and like when when they saw him they said hey he's crying and then peter said oh he's crying i need to sleep now so he went to sleep and all three slept so jesus came back and said can you not tarry with me for one hour can you not pray with me for one hour so you must come to a place in your walk with god where you select your confidence carefully this is very important principle in anything that you do in life whether it is business ministry even in your workplace even in family don't don't just call 10 different people and share all your worries and concerns thinking that they all like you sorry they don't like you <laughs> yeah they don't like you they want to know what is happening in your life and when they know what is happening in your life they secretly judge you in their heart and then they say okay so all they need is information all they need is to know what is happening so you need to be very careful you need to pray and say lord send me the peter the james and the john <laughs> amen send me the peter the james and the john as sisters you can whatever have some sister names <laughs> send me the whatever i don't want to give any name <laughs> but it is important jesus carefully selected and he took them up to a mountain by themselves and he was transfigured before them everybody say transfigured 
transfiguration to be transfigured before them to be translated the word transfigured means to appear in a different form to appear in a different level to appear in a different dimension so jesus was taken up into that high mountain with these three disciples and he was transfigured before them and his clothes became radiant intensely white so as no one on earth could bleach them they they saw jesus in the flesh they saw jesus in reality in the natural realm but now as he went up into the mountain suddenly jesus was transfigured so the ability to transfigure himself into another person was always there inside jesus but he didn't do it below the mountain he took them up into a higher mountain everybody say a higher mountain a higher place a higher level a higher dimension so they had to go to a higher place to see jesus in a different dimension amen so sometimes certain encounters don't happen just like that you must learn to go into the higher mountain during the week because there is a transfiguration available for you there is an encounter awaiting you there is a change waiting for you there is a new appearance that is awaiting you amen so you need to have that after 6 days after the sunday service go up into the higher mountain after the sunday service go up into a higher realm of prayer go up into a higher realm of intercession go up into a higher realm of worship go up into a higher realm of seeking god because this morning that you come here is only a birth place of encountering the presence of god but you take this encounter and you take it to a higher level by pursuing god during the week the reason why our believers are struggling during the week is because we have limited god to the four walls of a church we have limited god to the four walls of a building we think that god is available only in the building no he is available on the higher mountain where he will show forth his glory come on now he will show forth his power and when you see that encounter oh jesus the bible says that when he went there his clothes became radiant the his clothes that were ordinary jewish rabbi clothes suddenly was shining bright and intensely white so that no washing powder on earth could make it that white amen what is that washing powder ujala no ujala no ariel could make that garment so white When you spend time with God 
I'm telling you, not only your garments become white, even your face becomes white. You don't need any lovely cream. You can stop your, you can save a lot on your makeup if you rest in the presence of God. Amen. You don't need to buy fair and lovely, fair and handsome. All the fairness creams. Amen. I, I believe that the people who made these creams are all racist. Because they always say fair and lovely. Why not dark and lovely? Because the Bible says in the book of Solomon, you are dark and lovely. Nowhere it says in the Bible, you are fair and lovely. So God is not a racist. Come on, somebody say amen. <laughs> God loves you the way you are. You don't need to change your complexion. You don't need to get operated and change your complexion. The more darker you are, the more glorious you look. <laughs> Amen? So don't need to change anything. You are who you are and you are created to be in His likeness. Amen? So Jesus became, His clothes became radiant. In order for you to radiate in life, you must have an encounter with the radiance of His presence. Amen? In order for you to radiate in life, in order for you to reflect the radiance, you see, you must understand, as a believer, you are who Jesus is. Whatever Jesus is in the spirit, you reflect it on earth. Okay, I'm going to come to that part in a minute so that you understand how the Lord transforms you. Amen? To be led away with Jesus is the greatest privilege you can have as a believer. To be led away into his presence. There's a call the Spirit of God is inviting you in this season saying, come with me, O lover. Come with me. For I will take you into a place where I will show you something about me that I have not shown anything, anyone else. All the other nine disciples could not have an encounter with this side of Jesus that Peter, James and John are having. There are some things that are reserved only for lovers of God. There are some things that are reserved only for those who diligently pursue the Lord. There are some things that are reserved for those who diligently go after the presence of God even during the week. That they are not dependent on a service. They are not dependent on a message. They are not dependent on a worship. Amen. To be in a place where Jesus prays. To find your footing there. You see the three disciples landed in that place. Their feet entered that place where Jesus was. So which means they stood on the same ground that Jesus stood on. Amen. And every time you enter into his presence 
you enter into that ground on where his feet stands and where his feet is there shall be your feet too and when you stand in that ground what happens your direction begins to change you end up establishing a deeper connection with jesus that now your week is so full of the presence of god that everything that you do you're being directed by his voice you're being directed by his voice may you be directed by his voice this year may the voice of god direct your paths this year may the voice of god direct your family may the voice of god direct your business may the voice of god direct every relationship that you are in every plan and purpose be directed by the voice of god so the disciples found their footing there and when they found their footing there they now saw that this jesus that we see in the flesh is now not the same he is more than what he is he is more than what he is hallelujah he is more than what he is he is not an ordinary rabbi just because he eats fish curry with you doesn't mean that he is an ordinary guy jesus ate fish with his disciples right but the moment he went into the mountain they saw this is different this jesus is different he is the son of the living god he is superior he is higher suddenly peter james and john began to feel inferior in the place where jesus was more superior amen for the for, for they were so afraid the bible says so i want you to know something here i'll close in 5 minutes pray for me amen see i want to touch upon connection because it's important you understand your connection with jesus amen when you are born again there is a transition from the biological into the spiritual okay they say say this to me there's a transition from the biological to the spiritual now let me help you understand how you are biologically connected to your parents by birth into this world by their dna okay so there are nine things that i want you to write down if you're writing down notes we are biologically connected to our parents by the following number 1 by the blood okay so when you were born into this world you're born out of your mother's womb so you were in that blood and you take on the characteristics of the blood of your parents the chromosomes i don't want to get into the biology okay by dna okay by dna you're connected what else are you connected with you see your own children you will see they have your looks and likeness right so by looks and likeness also you're connected to your parents okay by behavior you're connected to your parents if you if your child is behaving funny remember you transmitted that behavior to your child so when you look at your child behaving funny you must say hey that's like me 
don't go and say hey where did you come from hey you start to judge your child but then you should know that you're judging yourself because you transmitted that weakness amen can i go deeper this morning even certain abilities are transferred by birth certain abilities if you find your child good at doing something those are abilities that were transferred some families where you see let me start with the good part where if the father is very good in maths the children also will be very good in maths so that's an ability that is transferred to understand mathematics i come from a generation where everybody is dumb in mathematics <laughs> my dad <laughs> So now I'm praying that my daughter doesn't become as dumb as me in mathematics. I I I keep declaring over in the name of Jesus you will succeed in maths. Amen. I would get first class in all the subjects but mathematics just pass. Just scrape through somehow because I will be shivering when I'm looking at the report card final exam and the board would read 70 80 70 90 60 65 and then when it comes to maths it will be 36. I'm like thank god <laughs> after all the tuition i pass <laughs> amen so certain abilities are transferred from you to your children okay mannerisms yeah certain mannerisms when you look at somebody and you look at the way they conduct themselves there is some amount of manners that has been transferred to them okay so you are a product of your parents there's no doubt about it okay are you understanding this weakness and limitations we've already touched upon it even curses and bondages sometimes can be transferred over the children so which is why as parents it is important that we don't operate or we don't be in a continuous place of curse and lack because by time you will realize that when your child grows up your child is already taking over the curse and lack that you have introduced into the family yeah so as parents we must learn how to move from curse to blessings from bondages to breakthroughs because if you can move then your children also will move amen if you move your children also will move are you getting this but unfortunately we have not come from certain backgrounds where this truth was told to us therefore we accepted everything that was given to us we accepted life as it was It is only when you come to the Lord Jesus that your mind opens up and light dawns on you and now you begin to see things in a different perspective. Amen. So as you are connected to Jesus, you can change what has been transferred to you. Hey. <laughs> you didn't get what I said. I said as you are connected to Jesus, you can change what has been transferred to you. If it is bad that you can make it good if it is darkness you can convert it to light if it is a bondage you can change it to a blessing if it is a curse you can change it to a blessing 
if it is a bondage you can change it to a breakthrough you don't have to live with what has been transferred to you you don't have to live with it turn to somebody and say you don't have to live with it as parents our desire is that our children will do more than what they we have done that is the heart of any parent if a parent any time thinks that oh my child is doing more than me then something is really wrong with that parent like even if a parent doesn't know jesus they will still desire my children should do more than me amen, amen. all right let me close with this come back again next week for part 2 when we are born again we are spiritually connected to the father son and the spirit so jesus said born again everybody say born again, born again. so to be born again means to be to go through a process of rebirthing right you are rebirthed into this world so nicodemus looked at jesus and said master how can one enter the mother's womb once again and be born again so jesus said don't you understand these things these are things of the kingdom he didn't give him an answer he said these are things of the kingdom so these are kingdom things that you need to understand when you are born again you are born again into a kingdom you're part of the kingdom of god say i'm part of the kingdom of god hallelujah so we are connected to jesus number 1 i want to give you seven things because we are washed in his blood and cleansed from all our sins amen number 1 we are washed in his blood and we are cleansed from all our sins that is how our connection is built so the blood that you that, that you you are connected by blood to your parents now you're connected by the blood of jesus to jesus are you getting that amen because the father in heaven recognizes the blood that his son jesus shed he he presented that blood before the father and that blood qualifies you and me to enter the presence of god just the way we are and the blood cleanses us the blood cleanses us number 2 by spiritual dna so just like you have a physical dna you also have a spiritual dna by which you are called the sons and daughters of god so romans 8:14 says by the spirit now we call our god abba father how do you automatically start calling your heavenly father abba father because the spirit of god has come into you and by the holy spirit now you call him abba father just like your child when the child was born in the hospital and then after some days as the child grew suddenly said ma dada have you ever said to your child don't call me that no because you know it is your child you have transferred your dna into your child and now your child is your own product and your own product is now recognizing the producer your own product is now recognizing the manufacturer and say dada i am here now you can say oh my god i gave birth to another one 
that looks like me that behaves like me that talks like me it's too late sorry <laughs> that's what you prayed for all this while right so we are born with spiritual dna number 3 by inheritance and riches of his kingdom so when we are born again into his kingdom we inherit the things of god because the scripture says we are heirs and co-heirs with christ jesus so if we are heirs and co-heirs we inherit the blessings we inherit the riches of his glory there is a inheritance that you automatically connect to how do i know that i am blessed because i have a inheritance when you write a property for your child when you give a property or a land to your child the the, the child takes the land or property and say i have inherited this from my father therefore i am blessed so there is some physical evidence for he or she to show that my father has transferred something to me by which i am blessed do you know spiritually you have been given a greater inheritance in the riches and in the glory of christ jesus for eternity your spirit inherits everything that christ is your spirit inherits everything that god is by which you can say that you are a child of god you don't simply say that i'm a child of god you inherit something come on say i inherit something i inherit the riches of god i inherit the glory of god i inherit his glory i inherit his power so if you find me operating in power if you find me operating in the glory it is something that i have inherited in the spirit <laughs> it is something that i have inherited it is not something that i've got just like that it is by inheritance say by inheritance i inherit the things of god number 4 by power and authority i'm connected john 1:12 says to those who become the sons of god to them i give power to become the sons of god the word power there means excusia exousia whatever it is so it means that you've been granted the same authority and power that jesus had on this earth that's how you know you're connected number 5 by calling and gifts by the spiritual call of god on your life by the spiritual gifts that you have you know that you are connected amen so you see you're not just born again and you're walking around saying hey i'm saved i'm saved i'm saved there are several things that is built into your system now because you've been born again and you grow into it say i'm growing i'm transforming i'm being built i'm being rooted by prophetic utterance and words number 6 by prophetic utterance and words i know i'm connected amen why am i saying this because as you are born again you now are being built by the word of god amen when you're born into your family how are you built you're built by your parents instructions you're built by your parents wisdom you're built 
by your parents provision to you you built by your parents care and love similarly even in the kingdom now you're built by the word of god amen so a spiritual father's role is to build his children by the word of god to gospel you in the word of god not nothing more than that amen to empower you to make a living so sometimes okay let me not go into that that thought i'll come with that next week by wisdom and revelation number 7 we know we are connected to jesus okay by wisdom and revelation we know we are connected to jesus so there are seven things that help you understand how you are connected to jesus how you are connected to the kingdom of god these seven things that work in your life will help you progress in the lord will help you walk in the lord now the lord has not just helped you understand how you are connected to him but he has also put you in a place where you can be connected to a spiritual house so that is an added blessing amen now what i've given you is very foundational but it's important you understand that but you're also given the church the house of god the assembly of saints for you to grow and develop yourself in fact the scripture says in ephesians 4:11 that now let's go to ephesians 4:11 i'm going to close with this i promise that i will close ephesians 4:11 are you learning something this morning ephesians 4:11 Somebody quickly read Ephesians 4:11. Let's see who goes there first. Yes. Yes. Correct. 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 Saints for the work of ministry and for the building up of the body of Christ. So you are connected to Jesus, no doubt about it. All those seven things you have. but now the scripture says that the lord has also established a protocol in the spirit what is the protocol in the spirit he speaks through the fivefold calling <laughs> so which is why as a believer you can't be a wanderer saying i'm connected to jesus i'm connected to jesus i'm connected to jesus that's all i need that's all i need no you need to be in an environment where you are connected to the fivefold calling or at least one of the fivefold calling because by not being connected you have already disconnected yourself from the voice of god amen so ephesians 4:11 says what to equip the saints verse 12 says equip the saints for the work of ministry and the building up of the body of Christ so the fivefold calling is for the equipping of the saints for building up the body so which means the lord jesus listen to this the lord jesus said to peter upon this rock i will build my church how is he building it 
Is he building it? Come on, talk to me. Yes, he's building it. But he's using people to build it. He's using the fivefold. The prophet, the apostle, the evangelist, the teacher and the pastor. The fivefold calling, he's using it to build his kingdom. So which is why in order for you to grow and to be equipped, you can't just stay at a place where you say, I'm connected to Jesus, that's enough. Jesus is saying, connect with the church. Connect with the house of God. Connect with the man of God. Why do you think this house has a spiritual father? Why do you think that I connect with a spiritual father? It's because there is an order in the spirit. There is a protocol in the spirit that brings the voice of God into your life. Amen. So if you can learn how to honor the principles of heaven, the principles of the kingdom, the protocols that have been established by Jesus himself. Who said this? Jesus himself has established this. It will be for your blessing. 